is a god of the game. Manchester United had a spectacular transfer window. A great start to their league season with 13 out of 15 points. But enter the chosen one to spoil Ole's party. Between Chelsea and City, who is going to walk away happier after having spent 100 million on a player? More on the pod, we talk about Ancelotti's impressive start, UA's first victory of the season, and why it is not ridiculous to say Everton are better than Madrid or Barcelona. Let's go! Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Sports Charcha where we are ready on a Thursday night to bring you all lovely listeners a lot of interesting observations, opinions and stories around the world of sports. And to do that, let's welcome Ishan. Hi guys, hope everyone's safe and sound. Excited to get started. See, I when we are talking about the weekends, the weekend games, the games to look forward during the midweek. I never thought that we will talk a lot about Carabao Cup. But Manchester United, they're like, no, we need to talk about us. We want to be a part of this PR game. <laughs> they gave us a reason to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like, see, okay, let's get one thing clear. It's not a disaster. Yeah. Uh, because it's the Carabao Cup. Yeah, uh, but it, this is yet another. I feel yet another failure when it comes to uh, a tournament game for United, which I think is going to hit uh, Solskjaer badly eventually. Because you know, I don't see them right now, based on the way they're playing, challenging for the Champions League at least right now, at least this season. Uh, which gives it, which leaves us only with the Premier League, which is all around consistency. So. It would have been good to have one trophy. This is something even Mourinho had. At least he had some trophies with United. Uh, I feel in that regard, it's a failure. See, West Ham are a great team. They're not a weak team. They're not. It's not an easy game. But still, you still expect United, with the, at least with the squad that they put out in the game, to at least come through with a result. Uh, so I think they like that. Fans are really disappointed because they know Ole now, where you know, big like. Chelsea looks undefeatable. Uh, so, where is the trophy coming from in a year where they've got Cristiano Ronaldo? So, I believe most of this uh, anger or whatever frustration that's coming from the United fans is not about the fact that they lost the game. I mean, this is again my personal opinion. I'll be totally wrong. So, what happens is the way they played the game yesterday, they were very, I mean, see, defensively, they were very strong. Positives out of the game. Uh, Eric Bai was really good. I think I thought I thought he had a very good game. Uh, considering the fact that you have Varane and Maguire as the top two, it's very good to have a third defender who's doing really good. I thought Van der Beek had a decent game. More than a decent game, I still think more than a decent game to demand a place in the starting lineup ahead of Fred. And I would say Sancho showed a bit of what he can do. He didn't, I mean, it wasn't the uh, the quintessential Sancho, Sancho of Dortmund, but he still showed certain flashes of what he can do. He still need to reach to a level where he can actually flourish. Those are the positives. But as I said, the way they let West Ham take control of the game and this West Ham agree, they're not a great team, but they're still a team that should have been at least put a better performance. I think that's what irked the Manchester United fans, but I completely agree with what you are saying. Uh, 
from the larger context of things for the season carabao cup i would if i'm a very positive fan i would see that as a blessing in disguise guys if you have noticed over the last 2 3 weeks when we talk about la liga especially when you talk about real madrid there is that extra pump in uh, ishan's voice and uh, that is mainly thanks to don ancelotti ishan how impressed are you let's put it this way when you expect very little it's very easy to be pleased and i think real madrid have the way they are playing are have gone far and beyond what not just me but any madridista had in mind it in fact this is one of their best starts to the la liga in over 8 8 years and that's incredible uh, we are top of the table uh, you know and we are banging in goals and i was i was talking to you, i was telling you this in on whatsapp today that you know it's literally the same squad minus two players in fact mm, yeah. and minus in fact one of our leading goal scorers in the last decade sergio ramos yeah uh, and we are obviously you know what ancelotti does and he did it in his first stint with us is that he opens up play lets people play the way they like to play but optimizes a bit of tweaks a little bit in you know in terms of his using his experience where they can actually become better players and you know the no better example than vinicius uh, he's become such a productive player he's not just a, if i don't know if a lot of our you know viewers or listeners know there was a player back in the day with bala and i know called tenilson He used to play for Real Betis, and all he used to do used to be sent on on the 85th minute to just use skills and hold the ball. But he was a precocious talent. But at the end, he was just labeled a skill skillful player who did nothing. Vinicius was almost going to go in that direction, and Ancelotti, I believe, has truly, uh, you know, revitalized his career. Actually, given it some direction, and we are seeing. you know reaping the benefits of that and what a game yesterday man six goals asensio scoring a hat trick his first hat trick for madrid against his old club he didn't celebrate any of those goals but amazing top of the table uh, i can't be happier yeah this is really really impressive from real madrid and in fact their rivals on the other side of madrid are also actually enjoying quite a bit of a run i mean it's a very patchy run it has been very bumpy but they are still unbeaten in six games i'm talking about obviously atletico madrid so after six games they are on 14 points and once again a very scratchy coming from behind towards the end luis suarez saving i mean this is textbook atletico madrid minus the clean sheets <laughs> I feel you know like you know football should like since everyone is talking about changing different rules in football now I think the it should be like hockey 90 minutes meaning game over because then Atletico are in the relegation zone this season because you know again 5 minutes added on 6 minutes in fact added on and uh, Suarez bags the winning goal great goal by the way horrible defending by Getafe but a win is a win for Atletico and you know 6 goals or one goal it's all three points so atletico will be really happy with the start they've had they still not faced tougher opponents let's get make that clear as well they've not had a significant challenge they've not faced a valencia sevilla or a madrid i won't say barcelona but still uh we'll talk about them in a bit but yeah i think he can't i don't think there are any complaints with simone simone right now 
Valencia, on the other hand, again continued their losing. Actually, you should not call it streak. It's just a second game. They lost to Sevilla 3-1. This game was totally out of syllabus. Sevilla scored three goals within like 25 minutes or something. And Valencia scored one. And then after that, this was a pretty boring game. Barcelona drew their game against Granada at home 1-1. Kuman, I am not sure how long he is going to be there as Barcelona's coach. Everything is pointing towards his uh, sacking. Now, there are still three games left to be completed today. Barcelona are playing their game against Cadiz. Uh, this is an away game. Everyone's eyes will be on Kuman. I don't know why he is doing it. He has always done it wherever he has gone. He unnecessarily draws pressure, unnecessarily draws attention towards himself and fails. Whatever it is, it doesn't look uh, very good for Barcelona at this point of I time. Feel, I feel that uh, today, tonight, it's going to be uh, Gerard Pique and Araujo starting as centre-forward for Barcelona. <laughs> I think that's done. And another fun fact, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Have you, is there ever been in the past where a Barca and Madrid manager have both managed Everton? Oh, no, not that to my, not to my knowledge. That's a very, very interesting fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not to my knowledge. That's very interesting. So what, what does this make? Like, does this make Everton awesome or Madrid and Barca, Bakal? <laughs> That's up to the listeners, wherever they're, wherever the ball lands, whichever side of the court. <laughs> Like La Liga, Serie A also had their midweek fixtures. Nothing massive about it, but the big news that coming out of the midweek fixtures is Juventus finally winning their first league game thanks to a spectacular display from none other than Federico Chiesa. Like, see, we have talked a lot about this generation being Haaland was a Simbabwe generation, but I would like to throw in Chiesa's name in the hat. I really think there is some serious talent in him. I mean, he, as we, I think we discussed this a couple of podcasts ago, he's by far the best player Juventus have right now. Uh, and he's obviously making, being the difference maker in most of their games. Yes, the results have not gone their way. And I think they made quite a meal of their game in the one they, which they won, their first win of the season, by the way. But... This guy is going to be a superstar. It's going to be a challenge of, you know, considering Juventus's financial status, can they retain him? What will happen if, say, a PSG come knocking uh, for a Kiesa, right? Uh, because that, I feel, is the not Spain, not uh, Germany, not England. I think uh, France is a very good pipeline for Italians, if you look at Verratti, Donald right now. <laughs> Yeah. So if he, you know, he could, I could potentially, and I'm not being a rumor monger, he could potentially be a long term replacement for a Di Maria. You never know because that's the value he brings. So, you know, he is amazing, but Juventus are so poor, man. Like, uh, they just make everything so difficult for themselves. They have no playing style. It's going to be a very difficult season. I, th- I think they just, like Barcelona, just want to be done with it. Yeah. The other two Milan Cups continue their great form. Inter Milan defeated Fiorentina 3-1. AC Milan defeated Venezia 2-0. So the Indian Premier League is continuing its action. Last episode when we talked about KKR was busy thrashing RCB's ass. Now, after that, we saw two games 
and one game was like we have seen we have seen teams choking games we have team we have seen teams losing from winning positions this one was one of the top one of the best i have seen ever just to give you guys a quick idea punjab kings were playing against rajasthan royals they were chasing a score of 185 in 20 overs they needed 10 runs to win in 15 deliveries with eight wickets in hand and they ended up losing the game by two runs did you were you at least following the game i i followed it and i sometimes feel punjab have done this many times before you know they have been serial chokers when it comes to chasing you know runs which are you know lesser than the number of balls left and this is yet another example it i don't know if it was really good bowling especially in the last over or was it horrible batting i would say a combination of both these are games which actually make t20 very interesting because when we say that you know every match goes down to the last ball this literally is, is that in a way because you never would have think thought that punjab would blow this game till there was the last ball left yeah people are learning a lot of bad uh, uh, bad lessons from dhoni i think they should they should start finishing off the game sooner <laughs> following that game sunrisers hyderabad played delhi capitals and delhi capitals are continuing their scintillating form and sunrisers hyderabad are continuing their horrible form they lost the game to delhi capitals by 8 wickets this was a nothing game delhi just ran riot kevin peterson came out and said that delhi capitals reserves team can beat this sunrisers hyderabad team they are in a very bad shape it doesn't look like this is going to be their season now as sorry oh that kkr team in south africa was cursed man they weren't producing bad performance they were just they they just managed to lose games if i have to put it in a way this sunrisers hyderabad team has no hope so i on that scale i would say performance wise this srh srh team seems to be worse than uh, the kkr team of south africa i remember there was a game uh ross taylor and mark boucher like they played a blinder to beat them i mean at, at that time it was rcb rcb and and i remember mekalam on his knees he was captaining ganguly was taken off mekalam was down on his knees after the final boundary went ross taylor walked up to him like put his hands around his shoulders <laughs> now today as we are talking mumbai indians are playing against kolkata night riders and kolkata night riders are in a brilliant place right now i mean they need 56 runs and 63 balls but this is how exactly punjab were placed against rajasthan royals and still they managed to lose the game so anything can happen who knows so ipl again continues to happen so tomorrow you have rcb versus chennai super kings and weekend we have double headers saturday there is delhi capitals rajasthan royals srh punjab and then sunday the big one csk versus kkr and in fact the biggest one rcb versus mumbai indians that will be a good game rohit sharma versus kohli press will have a go at it <laughs> definitely going to be a insane uh, game for the media uh, normally these very hyped up game raw versus smackdown kind of game 
generally uh, become very lull matches in reality but i hope just for the public it just adds a bit of a drama you know a storyline to it it'll be interesting to watch so let's move on to the games of the weekend now this weekend has about three or four really interesting games around football in europe and we just spoke about the interesting games that's going to happen in ipl and we also have f1 action this weekend so we'll start with the big one on saturday evening 5 pm the first game of this weekend chelsea versus city top of the table six pointer Yes and no it's more than more than being a decider in a way it will actually be one team stamping their footprints on the premier league my money is obviously going to be on chelsea because they just look so dominant and if there is one weak point in a guardiola team is when things don't go their way they defend their defense crumbles so it's going to be a battle of the midfield de bruyne has to have a really good game uh rodri probably i'm guessing who is who will be starting and in the center of midfield will have to have a sterling game because he is probably going to be marking angolo kante uh that's not an easy feat by any means uh but yeah i think this if there ever was a time for a 100 million pound player to shine and actually make a difference either way either on way. both sides <laughs> there are <laughs> uh this is the time right you know it's going to be a cracking game i don't think it's going to be a dull affair like normal uh, you know premier league heavyweight games are this might be a real show of strength for both pep guardiola and tuchel so yeah i'm excited for that game so the only reason why i have a slight hope for chelsea sorry not chelsea i have a slight hope for city is i saw their uh, midweek carabao cup game against wickham wanderers agreed it's wickham wanderers but city after going down 1-0 it just felt like city suddenly woke up and and looked at wickham wanderers and went like oh you guys want to play ah huh? you guys want to play a game okay chalo let's play <laughs> and then they bang scored six goals if foden and de bruyne can continue the way they played against them city will be really really good they the way they both combined it was brilliant to watch so that's why i'm really looking forward to this game because city chelsea's defense has been absolutely top class so far they haven't put a foot wrong at all not just this season i'm talking about ever since tuchel came in so this game is again another challenge for tuchel to to uh to solve and see and let's see how how it goes i mean you cannot expect a better start to this weekend with this game this is happening on saturday evening 5 pm so watch out for that now this game is traditionally historically a big game uh but if you look at the team stature right now this may not sound big but trust me guys for many of the new age listeners arsenal versus tottenham the north london derby has a lot of history in fact we can do a separate episode talking about the history of north london derby but both these teams seem to have switched places from where they began this season i think yeah like you said like you know there was a time when tottenham were on top of the table and arsenal at the bottom and their fortunes have suddenly reversed uh but for as you were saying for a lot of youngsters this used to be once upon a time called the battle for the fourth place and there were many <laughs> many memes around it where arsenal for many years 
you know dug their feet on you know spurs fans by saying that jitna bhi hum tatti khele fourth to apna hi hai and more often than not they always you know you know reached fourth before uh, you know the spurs team because spurs historically blow a lot of matches at the end of the season but yeah it's going to be an interesting game i won't actually count spurs out Uh, in fact i would actually you know peg them as favorite just because of the squad they have uh, i'm not looking at form i'm not even looking at managers they've got a much stronger squad and if they just have a good day uh, i don't see arsenal having the attacking strength to bang in multiple goals they might have a goal but i don't think they can defend so in that regard i would still say tottenham uh, have a better chance but you know Arsenal are just getting you know a string of good results Odegaard's on form Aubameyang banged in a, banged in a goal as well Karabao they you know moved on to the next round so things are looking good it'll be interesting but my money is on Spurs what do you think I am going for a draw but I understand where you are coming from in fact in fact my initial thought was a draw but when you said Spurs I started thinking why it can't be Spurs but then now I'm leaning towards Spurs especially because uh the way nuno's team play uh, it's ideal to play against a team like how arteta's team plays so i believe from a tactical standpoint that will give nuno the edge and kane also scored a goal as you said so all tottenham will need is probably one or two chances and they should be able to convert it and arsenal's defense is slightly less experienced than tottenham's defense so yeah i understand why Tottenham are slightly ahead of Arsenal even this is almost like a poor poor man's Mourinho versus Pep <laughs> oh a spaniard and a portuguese but not pep and mourinho yes. <laughs> oh I, has nuno ever uh, uh, coached under mourinho as an assistant coach at any level No no never. No? Oh never. Okay. <laughs> But both had a similar uh, career trajectory. In fact, dude, it is a very interesting point you brought in. Nuno from a goalkeeper to a coach, Mourinho from a goalkeeper to a coach, Pep Guardiola central defender to a coach, Michael Arteta central defender to a coach. Okay, they were not central defender, central midfielder. Sorry, central midfielders, my bad. Central midfielders. But you get the point. <laughs> yeah. ரோமாணி new italian i mean new listeners uh, for italian league for seria lazio is also a rome team in fact lazio and roma play in the same stadium the stadio olimpico is the home stadium for lazio and for roma so it's going to be a great game because it's not just lazio versus roma it's sari versus mourinho it's always a great battle in the touchline not that they have a lot of uh, animosity or any history be- behind them i mean i don't remember anything happening between them but uh, they are very unique characters when it comes to coaching in football so will you be watching this i'll watch this for sure because it's a ba- it's a clash as you said a clash of personalities and a, also a very a 
very distinctive clash of ideologies when it comes to football and both of them have started really well with their respective clubs you know obviously roma had a shock loss but both of them have had really good start their team has adapted to that you know how they you know how they view football so to speak and i think it's going to be a very well balanced team uh, well balanced game because both lazio and roma are pretty strong uh when it comes to their team and those matches are always classics right you know if you there are so many rivalries in italy other than the big names playing each other you know if you look at the torino versus juventus uh those games are always never down to the squad it's down to that game itself and the drama it creates so it's going to be a great watch So those are the football games for the weekend guys which we will be definitely watching and we'll talk about it on Monday but it's not just that we have the big F1 Grand Prix the Russian Grand Prix especially after the drama at the Italian Grand Prix now Ishan what fans can expect out of Sochi Thanks Bala for framing a sentence correctly uh, <laughs> I know English is a bit of a challenge but uh, you know I'm really excited for this because uh, it's not going to be a championship decider but it's definitely going to underline which constructor goes into the last leg, leg of the formula 1 season with the better momentum now if you look look at you know just in terms of form um, you know bottas had a great result perez although finished third but you know due to a penalty he actually ended up fifth in terms of points so uh while i still think verstappen is uh, at a, in a stronger car this season so if he has a great qualifying session he is going to be pole and normally when verstappen starts with pole he doesn't you know generally give up that lead but you're going to see a more aggressive hamilton i think uh, for many years you've not seen hamilton been challenged to such an extent uh, not in just in racing but in terms of just you know ego battles you've never seen anyone get under his skin as much you know it takes me back to the days of nico rosberg uh, when nico rosberg stole the title away from uh, uh, hamilton and by the way they were play- they were under the same team uh, so this is going to be very interesting i mean, i'm hoping in all this drama a ferrari comes on a podium because my loyalty still lie with the you know with the red uh, but you know it's going to be amazing to watch i hope you guys watch it uh, it's going to be entertaining there's obviously going to be drama let's see what happens yeah i really really wish after seeing what happened at the italian italian grand prix i just want a safe race an exciting race but yeah a safe race that's about it for episode 34 guys we had a lot of fun so what we'll do we'll watch all the weekend games we'll come back on monday night and we'll talk about all of that and all other stories that happened during the weekend so until then it is bye from bala and bye from ishan guys have a good weekend thank you everyone for listening if you enjoyed what you heard please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to it not only helps us but also helps new listeners to find our podcast easily you can also reach out to us on twitter and instagram at the rate sports charcha a big shout out to the jam room audio for our theme music you can follow the jam room on facebook at the rate the jam room audio bye Absolutely.